Uh, we've done it, I think. God, yes. Praise God for that. 
<laughs> Amen. Well, y'all pray for my sister. She she had a video conference with a doctor about the leak in her spine, and uh, they just told her the same old story the other one did, that they can't do anything for her. So she's hit a, another dead end. So pray. Like she's mom was saying there's a possible, possibly a specialist in Colorado and possibly one in California that might can do something for her, but you know, it's a matter of logistics and working all that out. So pray that they, they get some answers soon on that. Uh, Miss Charlotte? Right. Yes, ma'am. Pray all that turns out right. Uh, anybody else? Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I didn't, I ain't seen, I haven't seen that much. I drove around. I drove Paris yesterday. I, I drove uh, up north of Paris yesterday trying to, while Stephanie was doing something else and just seeing if I could find it. I never did find it. I guess I missed the trail where it went through over in Beaver Creek, but I went looking there. But uh, I did I did drive up here Sunday after church. And, yeah, just what little I saw, my goodness. I saw where it crossed 37 and back down the road a ways. I saw where it came across 82 and there to Bagwell turn off, and it's just amazing the power of that. That was a F4, if I'm not mistaken, right? So pray for everybody involved. Pray for the people who are, who are going through this and pray for the uh, people who are trying to help them and pray that folks don't come into town, take advantage of people. Pray for, you know, God to orchestrate things and work things out. And I know that he will. We just need to pray for people, like you said, because, yes, you lose everything. It's devastating. Whether it be a fire or a tornado, I've been through the fire. I know what that's like. <laughs> Mhm. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Mhm. Yep, that's true. Um, anything else? Anybody else? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask. Let's let's lift up all of those. There's there's others that's only spoken. I know we've got to that we need to pray for, uh, and God knows who they all are, and God knows everything involved, and let's just pray that God handle it all. Robert, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that goes without saying. We need to pray for the continuation of, of the election day that may go on a week or two. So we just pray that God works that out. You know, it's, it's in his hands, whether we, whether we stay under judgment or whether we come out of it. It's in God's hands. You know, we need to pray that, that God us and have some mercy on us, and, and we really need to pray that hard. Robert, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> All right, turn to number 507, 507. Come now, cloud of every blessing, in my heart to sing thy grace. 
Dreams of mercy, never ceasing, all for one cold out of place. Teach me, Son, the Lord is solid, sung by flaming from above. Praise the proud, I fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise mine and release hither by thy help I'm come. And I hope by thy good pleasure, safely through arrive at home. Jesus sought me with a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. Jesus rescued me from danger. Intercourse his precious blood. Oh, his grace hath prayed a debtor. Daily on what strength he leads. Let thy goodness, like a better, find my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Oh, believe the God I love. In my heart, oh, Take and feel it, feel it for thy courts above. Amen. Turn over with me to number 68. Number 68, face to face with my Redeemer. Amen. Christ my Savior. Number 68. Face to face to see and know, 
describing the, the contrast between the adulterous woman and the overview of the way the world works, the way this world functions, the way its system works, how it wants to draw you into sin, how it, it, it tries its best to, to, to lure you away from God and, uh, and to destroy you. Because this world is not our friend, it never has been, and it never will be our friend. It, it's, it's simply a diversion from the things of God. And then we see wisdom, this woman, pictured as a woman in chapter 8, and again, she's willing men uh, to come to God. She's, she's directing men uh, off the paths of destruction. not doing so in secret. She's doing it, proclaiming it from the rooftops. She's doing it in the ways, in the gates, in the crossroads, on the sidewalks, by the, by the pathway where the vehicles go down the road, I mean, uh, where people pass, in the areas of commerce. And so wisdom has been personified uh, all through... Uh, all through this chapter, and really it pictures the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to sit and tell you that that when when, uh, when this is describing wisdom, that that is saying that is Jesus. It's saying that's the character of Jesus. That's who he is. It's certainly part of who God is. Um, wisdom has always existed because God has always existed. Uh, wisdom, I mean, if you want to say, again, wisdom is a person, then wisdom is Jesus Christ because he is he is all knowing and he is all powerful in all the things that he is. Uh but let's look at it tonight. Let's look there in, in chapter eight. And I gotta get over there, I'm not turning there. But uh Proverbs chapter eight. I told you to turn there and I didn't do it myself. Shame on me. I was talking. All right. And by the way, if you can't even know I want to bless you tonight and give you something from it. And those who are listening tonight by Blog Talk Radio, pray you've got a good signal and you can hear and, uh, and pray for us as we read. Now, chapter 8, verse 32 and following, it's just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 verses. Shouldn't take us but a minute, right? Amen. Let's read. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children. Who's speaking? Wisdom is speaking. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children. For blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Let's go to the Lord and pray tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you so much. Lord, I don't know if there's words that I could even formulate to say to tell you how much I love you and how much I thank you for, Lord, rescuing me, Lord, not only from the pits of hell, but, Lord, from a, a disastrous life when I was trying to control the wheel of it as a baby Christian. Father, I'm thankful that you, Lord, that you were merciful and you were patient with me. Lord God, you've been that way with so many of us. And, Lord, you still be in that way with some of us. And, Father, I pray, Lord, for those who have not yet learned to let go of the wheel of their life and put it in your hands. Father God, I pray that you would uh, wake them up tonight to that fact, that they need to turn it over to you, they need to let you have direction of their life. Father God, they need to let wisdom have her way in their life. Father, I pray you'd help us to 
to receive these things tonight. Open our understanding, Father. I pray, Lord, tonight that any distractions in our mind, Lord, anything that, Lord, that might have been plaguing us all day long, things we can't do a thing about, Lord, let us turn it over, lay it, and sacrifice it tonight to you. Lay it at, the, at your altar that we might learn from you. Let Listen to the Holy Spirit. Let, let you minister to us. Father, talk to us tonight about wisdom. We'll thank you for it, and we'll give you all the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, praise God. Let's, let's, let's look at it one more time here again. He says, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, watching at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. So let me just let me just jump right into this thing tonight because we've been we've been studying this and we know this chapter because we've been in it for three weeks at least. And he says first of all he, he's he's given us an encouragement first of all. He wants us to he's given us an encouragement to get what he's what he's trying to give. He started off this chapter the same way. He, he started off matter of fact this book the same way. He's trying to speak to his son. Please, please, please. Hear me, and I, I can tell you, being the father uh, of sons, that is a that's a broken record. It's a broken, it's a painful broken record. Please hear me. I have already gone down that road. I have already hit those bumps, and it jarred my teeth out of my head. Please don't go down that road and find out that it'll jar your teeth out too. But, Daddy, i got to learn from my own self. Bang! And hit the pothole. Lord, lots and disarray. Oh, I should have listened to you. Yeah, you should have, but I told you so. How many times have we lived that before? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a very uh, obnoxious uh, ritual we have to go through as parents. But we, we seem to have to go through it. And, and Solomon was dealing with the same kind of thing with his, with his son and and, but he's saying here, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. It, we're, not, we're not trying to hurt them. We're trying to help them. If we could just get children to see that. We're not trying to just clip your wings where you can't fly. We're trying to keep you from crashing into the side of a mountain. You've got to understand. It's out of love that these things were written. It's out of love that these things were said. And I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight, but the choir needs to hear it just like, just like everybody is. And I know there, there are parents of young people that are listening in tonight who are going to hear these things, that need to hear these things. There are young people tonight that are listening in that will hear these things, that need to hear these things. So I want, I want us to, to listen up because we never know who's going to come across our path in the days to come that are going to need to hear these things. But he's, he's giving us an encouragement to hear and to obey the words of wisdom. To hear and to obey. Because listen, you can hear it all day long. And go in one ear, and I said, oh, you heard it, though. You said, well, I was listening when you was talking. You didn't hear me, though. I said, definitely listening and hear, I guess. I don't know one or the other. But but anyway, he, he's encouraging us to pay attention and to be obedient to the instruction that the Word of God gives us. Again, not just let it go in one ear and not the other. To learn to recognize the voice of Christ 
like sheep know their shepherd's voice. You know what? I, I wonder how many people who say, oh, yeah, I'm saved. I wonder how many of those people have, in Clarksville, Texas tonight, how many people that would stand up if the question was asked, how many know for sure tonight if you die, you're going to heaven? I'm talking that we had the whole population standing in the, say, in the football stadium. We asked that question. There'd be a bunch of them raise their hand and say, oh, yeah, I know I'm saved. Yeah? Okay. Well, how many of you think you really know the voice of Christ? I bet that crowd would get smaller, don't you? If they were honest. Now, I don't know if we just ask them. I said if people were honest. Because there's a lot of believers who really, they're muddy on the voice of the Lord. And and God, God again, he says in verse 32, Now, therefore, hearken unto me, or listen to what I'm saying, O ye children. For blessed are they that keep my ways. So uh, listen, it's so important that we hearken or listen and hear what God is trying to say to us as his children. In Deuteronomy chapter 26, I want to ask you to turn there. You just listen if you want to. But verses 1 through 6 there, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That's careful listening. Hearkening diligently. That means I'm hanging on every word. I don't want to miss anything. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to write this down so I don't miss anything. Hearken diligently. He said, if you will, if you'll hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall, will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Now, he's talking to Israel. But the same, the same principle applies to the individual. He said, and all of these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou, I should say blessed. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. So in town and in the country, blessed shalt thou be the fruit of thy body. Your children will be blessed. The fruit of thy ground, anything you plant will be blessed. The fruit of thy cattle. The increase of thy kind, the, the the flocks of thy sheep, blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest back. All of that, if they would just listen to what God said and obey him. That's not anything that God doesn't ask the believer to do. Let me say this tonight. The Word of God, it should never be an addition to our lives. It should be the rule of our lives. And I say that because so many people, to them, church, the Bible, prayer, study, those are things I do on Sunday morning. Don't bother with me on Wednesday. on Friday. I got things to do. I do that on Sunday. Them are Sunday Christians. There's a lot of folks like that. I'm really describing the majority probably. And, you know, and in that same crowd, there are those who, you know, they, they've, got, they've, got, they've got their home life and the things they like to do there, and they've got their work life and their work friends and all this. And it's just kind of like they're going, they got, they got a little bit of this, they got a little bit of this, and they like, they like sports, they like this. I'm going to like a little Jesus. I'm going to be a little 
I mean, because they're my kids, and you can tell they're my kids. If you get around them and listen to them talk and watch them walk, you say, hey, that's his kid. I can tell. You know, God wants the same thing to occur. Doesn't that make sense? God wants others to say, hey, that's a believer. That's a child of God right there. That's the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is to say, I can tell that's a child of God. That's the biggest compliment anybody could ever pay you. And God wants that compliment paid to us. God wants that said about us. Amen? Verse 32 says, For blessed are they that keep my ways. In other words, we act the way God reports to act. We resemble him. I'm going to take this coat off. I'm burning up. Y'all pray for me. It's hot up here. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, wisdom is rewarded. But it's not rewarded in its knowledge. It's rewarded in its application. You know all the wisdom in the world and not do anything with it, and it doesn't do you any good. See, we got, we got, to, we got to carry God's characteristics, and that only comes from spending time with him and, 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 and listening to him and learning his ways. I remember being a little boy, and, and I mean, again, my daddy, he was an outlaw. He was a black cowboy hat, he was weather beaten and, and it was very much him and nobody had one like him. It, it was his, it, it was it was uh, experience. You could see experience through that hat. It had done lived some miles. And, and you know, and I watched him and I saw the way he carried himself and, and, and you know, as a little boy I was very impressionable and, and I wanted to be like him. I really did. Until I got older. But I wanted to be like him when I was little. I think most little boys look up to their dad that way. If he spends any time with them and is around them and loving to them, they, they, they want to be like their dad. And, and little girls want to be like their mom when they're little. They really do. You know, and, and children of God ought to want to be that way too. Well, and not just when we're little, but as we grow in the Lord, we ought to want more and more to be like our Heavenly Father. We ought to want to be conformed to the image of his Son, as the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 28. But again, we we... We, we get that from spending the time with him. And, and again, as a child spends time with their parents, they, I, they, 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 they watch those things. They, 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 they take those things in. They soak those, those characteristics in, and they, they say, I want to be like that. I want to be like him. I want to be like her. So they begin to try to walk like the parent. They begin to try to talk like the parent. Kind of got to watch those things, what you say, because they want to try to talk like you. And, uh, and they'll say things you didn't know they heard. So be careful what you say. There's a song about that, I think. But uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, <clears throat> so for his children, we need to bear his resemblance. But, again, we're talking about keeping his ways. Blessed are they that keep my ways. You know, wisdom is so necessary. You've got to have it. You've got to have it. I mean, listen, we, look at the world we're facing right now. You've got to have God's wisdom. And I think about the young people that are growing up right now in this world. Good, thankful they need God's wisdom. How in the world will they navigate these waters without God's wisdom? Well, I mean, they're, 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 literally, they're literally trying to make it good. I mean, it's nothing. The world is so much worse than, it was, than we ever conceived that it would have been when we were children. Don't you agree with me on that? I mean, we've heard about all our life how bad it's going to get, but I don't know that I ever conceived that it was going to be this bad now. 
You know, listen, we always talk about the slippery slope. Well, we're going down it fast, folks. We're going down it, folks. The water that the frog is in is about to boil. So, you know, again, Solomon needed this wisdom. And he talked to God about it in a dream. But in 1 Kings 3, 5 through 15, the Bible said in, in Gibeon, the Lord asked, I'm sorry, in, the, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what, the, uh, what I shall give thee. Whatever you want, ask me for it. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. In other words, David hearkened unto God. He obeyed God. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. He says, God, you put me in. You got you swear a great thing you did to David to let his son sit on his throne. But but he said, And now my O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. Now I want you to understand something. He was already married. He wasn't that little. He was already that he was married, but I guarantee you so, uh, Solomon was a young married man. He's a young man. And uh so he says, I'm just like a, Lord, I'm, I mean, that's a humble man there. He ain't saying, hey, I'm, I'm in my 20s, man. I'm everything else what kids are today. I'm a grown man. I'm well their chest out there in their 20s. Well, he said, I'm just a child. He wasn't looking at it that way. God, I don't know nothing. I ain't been out in the world. I, 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 ain't got, I, I mean, I, I'm still wet behind my ears, Lord. And... He said, he said, and I know not how to go in or come out, or come out or go in. Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't know which way, which way's up. I don't know. There's a lot I don't know, God. And I'm the king. And he said, and my servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give, therefore, thy servant, listen, an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? God, please, help me. I don't know how to do this. He admitted his weakness. You've heard me say this before, and I will say it again tonight. The greatest thing you can, and I always say, the greatest thing a man can do, it don't matter if you're a man or a woman, the greatest thing a person can do is admit that they are extremely weak and they need God's strength. That's the strongest thing you can ever do because when you admit it, man, you can fix it. You know, and, and, until you admit you got a weakness, then you won't ever do anything with it. But once you admit it, then you can address it. And we need to admit it like Simon did. God, I don't know. I, I make a wreck of things, God. When I try to take control of things, I make a wreck of things. I make bad choices without you, God. Admit it. I do. We all need to. He said... Lord, please help me discern. Please help me have understanding heart. And the Bible said in this speech, please the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked riches for thyself, nor has asked for the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. So there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I've also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor. 
so that there shall not be any among the like kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways, there's the key, if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as the David thy father did walk, then will I lengthen my days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream, and he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. So, again, God, and God asked him, you know, what do you need? And Solomon said, my, you know, Lord, I don't want to you don't have to help me because I can't make this. I can't face. I can't face all the decisions I got to face and try to do it. You know what? Solomon was unprepared, wasn't he? And he knew it. He admitted it. Guess what? Me and you are unprepared too. We try. We try to tell ourselves we're not, but if we really be honest, life throws you curveball and you're unprepared. Bonnie was unprepared with no no generator <laughs> and no freighty hole to get in. But you thought you was prepared. I've seen your pantry. I know you thought you was prepared. But but at a moment's notice, you can find out I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was. You know, we thought we thought that last night there was going to be a red wave sweep across America. But guess what? Woke up today and it wasn't no red wave, more like a, a red ripple. And... You know, and God's in control. And and if you want to know the truth, it's nothing but a good old case of judgment on America. And you get what you you get what you pay for. And 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 God's got to put some pain on America. Much as we don't want it, God's you got to hunker down, and prepare because it's coming. And and like I told somebody today, enjoy today. It ain't gonna get no better. Enjoy what you got now, because it's not gonna get better. And, and, and trust God and get your eyes on him and quit worrying about what used to be and focus on what you got right now and do what you can because Christ is coming. <clears throat> but listen, I don't want to get off on that. I want to say this. And, again, I ain't very, went very far in this message, and I know we've got to pick up the pace. But, again, Solomon's facing all these uncertainties a lot, and he and he's he's not doing anything we're not doing. And and he knew that, that he he knew he was facing these uncertainties, and he knew his children were going to be facing these uncertainties, and his children's children, and so on. And so what did he do? He cried out to God, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom. I need wisdom. I can't do this without you. I need you. I'll make a mess without you, Lord. I don't even know what I'm doing. And like him, we need to receive it with a submissive, willing heart. Again, the Scripture says there, the first verse, he said, he said, Hearken unto me, O ye children, blessed are they that keep my ways. In order to keep his ways, we've got to come submitting ourselves and realizing that we've got to put ourselves under his ways. Verse 33 says, Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. But so many young people don't want to listen. They, again, they got to figure it out their own self. Ah, you can't tell me nothing. i gotta, I, I got to try it myself, Daddy. I, I've, heard, I've heard people's kids say that. But to that, I'd say this. Never let pride stand in the way of your own survival. Because pride will kill you. Pride will take your life. The Bible says pride will go before destruction. The Holy Spirit before fall. God says so in his word. Don't be foolish enough to think that you don't need God's wisdom, that you're going to figure it out by yourself without God. That's foolish. Stop your ear to it as if you're too good for it or you don't like what he's saying. 
you know, I, I don't want to hear all that. Well, you know, I've heard that before too. But guess what? God's right, even if you don't want to hear it. You know, it's it's given in love. God doesn't give anything in anger like that. He's doing this in love. He's giving it in love and kindness, and a parent's giving it in love and kindness, and it should be received as such. Don't be like the Pharisees and the lawyers in Luke 7.30 who rejected the counsel of God against themselves, the Bible says. The truth is we ought to count ourselves very blessed that God would offer his wisdom to us and that he in love would try to get through to us Though we're resisting, God still. And think about how merciful that is. Here we are, fighting God, fighting God, fighting God. And I don't know why anybody can't see that. I don't know why anybody wouldn't submit to that. Good night, somebody's trying to love you. They're chasing you down to love you. I don't know why in the world they'd fight somebody like that. I mean, if he's, if he's trying to... If he's trying currently to get through to you, I don't know who's listening to me, but if he's currently trying to get through to you, you know, realize that you didn't deserve this this offer of God's help. Ain't nothing you did to deserve this time when God wanted to help you. And there's no promise that he's going to do it again. So I think if God was trying to get through to me, I mean, I don't know who, again, I don't know who's listening tonight. I don't know who's God's working on their heart. But if he's working on somebody's heart tonight, you better pay attention because you don't know that he's going to do this again. So this is a this is a blessing that he's trying his best to get through to you now. And receive it. Take it. Take it. Uh, listen, the Bible says, hear it and refuse it not. Be wise. Don't throw away God, God's instruction. We're to receive it. We've got to receive it. Listen, we've got to receive it constantly with an attentive ear. You ever see those guys? I don't see all over Paris, but down at the loop, like you're going to Walmart, the guys down there with a paper sign will work for food. They live across. They live. They live over in the motel. They, they, they go. They, that's how they afford their beer. But and, I, and I've already heard that story about them. But 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 they're panhandlers. You see them in every big town. They stand out. Someone trying to sell you rose. Someone want to wash your windshield with dirty rag. You know they're panhandlers. Okay. Now why am I bringing that up? Because they're coming to the public saying, I don't have anything. I'm empty. Please help me. I'll take anything you've got to offer me. That's how God wants us. I'm, I'm giving up crying, and I'm going to let you show me what to do. I'll take any, any guidance you'll give me, God. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll follow you. I won't argue. I won't fuss. I won't try to say, well, that ain't my preference. You made such a mess of my life. I'm at the point where I'm putting myself in your hands that whatever it is you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. That's where God wants you. That's how he wants us to come. Again, hear instruction. Be wise. Refuse it not. Come and say, God, I'll take it. We'll come like a sick patient that don't know what to do to a qualified doctor and say, I'm putting myself in your hands. Help me, doctor. I don't know what else to do. We're going to be a fixture daily at Wilson's door. Standing there when she comes out, doctor, hey, got time to talk? I want to talk to you. I want to visit. I mean, however you want to put it, whatever analogy you want to wrap around it. I mean, again, 
Every day is a school day. Every day we ought to sit at the feet of wisdom and let her teach us. We're to come. We're to come too with our head in our hand, humble. In humility and patience, waiting to hear and gaining what we need to guide our lives and, and to help our loved ones. <coughs> we need to realize that every experience is a learning experience. Romans 8, 28, y'all know what it says. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are the called according to his purpose. Those things working together, what's that? That's teaching us. The good things and the bad, the, 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 the joys and the heartbreak, they're all teaching learning experiences. God showing us through his wisdom how to trust him, how to walk with him, how to believe him for big things, how to get through the hard experiences. All those things are God showing us his wisdom to know his mind, to know his heart and his character. And again, we're to be humble. You don't have to sit right next to the throne to hear from the throne. You don't have to be first in line to hear from the throne. We're to be humble. Some people, they, they thought they're in competition with other Christians to see who's the biggest big shot in the family of God. Again, James and John had that problem, and Jesus called them down for it, but there are people like that. But God doesn't want us to be like that. He wants us to come humble to him. Psalm 84.10 says, For a day in, David said, For a day in my courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a, a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. He said, I'd rather, be, I'd rather be the guy letting people in and out the door than to be living lavishly in the tent of a wicked man. In other words, I'd rather be a servant than to live like a king for God. And we're to give God's wisdom priority. Top priority. You know, I read in Luke, when people came to hear Christ, they hung on every word. In chapter 19, verse 48, the Bible said, all the people were very attentive to hear him. They, 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 didn't, they, weren't, they weren't whispering. They weren't flipping through pages. They weren't digging for a candy. They, they were listening. They heard what was said because it was important to them. And they weren't talking about what they were going to do eat after a while while he's talking. They were listening. They were focused. They were zeroed in. Luke 21, 38 saying, all the people came early in the morning to hear him in the temple. And I said, and all the people came early in the morning to hear him in the temple, uh, I mean, to him in the temple to hear him. So they got there early because, you know what, they wanted to get close enough they could hear him. They wanted to see him when he was talking. And they wanted to make sure, most of all, they could hear what he was saying. That was the most important part. He was priority to them. And it ought to be priority to us. And we ought to make sure that we hear what he's saying when we read our Bible. We ought to say, if you don't get it the first time, read it again. And pray before you read it again. Say, God, I didn't get it the first time when I read it. I don't want to get up from here without learning something from you. Talk to me. God will speak to you if you ask him to talk to you. And about and again, early in the morning, don't don't put God on the back burner. I know some people, they, they're busy first thing in the morning. Maybe they can't get to it. But the early as you can, you have to give God that time. We're to apply God's wisdom. Again, knowledge don't do nothing for you unless you put it in shoe leather. We're to be a doer of the work. Again, God doesn't bless and reward our thoughts. You can sit and have good thoughts all day long and never do a thing doing. You know that? I'm just going to sit and have happy thoughts all day long. That's some thoughts. That don't do nobody no good but you. <laughs> Again. 
He only blesses our works. And we're, we're, so, what, what are we to do? We have those. We have those. Uh, we have those good thoughts and wise thoughts go through our head, and we're to take them and apply. We're to take them and use them. We're to take them and do something with them. We're to take them and let God's wisdom rearrange our life so it's profitable for God, so that it's blessable. Because some people that are saved, but they're not that blessed, or they don't belong there, or they're off in the wrong direction. Uh, chasing after something they think is what God wants when it's really not God's will at all. And they're not seeking his will. They're trying to figure him out. I, I wasted a lot of time doing that when I first when I first started serving God. I was trying to guess what God wanted me to do rather than looking and listening for God to show me what he wanted me to do. And I wasted some time doing that. So let's don't waste no time. Let's, let's keep going. i got to hurry up. And I'll be done here in a second. <clears throat> all right. So... The second thing I want to note from the second point, there's an assurance of happiness to everybody who listens to wisdom. If you listen to him, he'll bless you. He's promised that. Verse 34, he said, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Again, they're blessed. Just to, ha- just to have God's wisdom available to receive it. Just to be there to receive it. That makes us blessed. Amen? I mean, think about it. it. God's not asking us to climb a mountain to get his wisdom. He's not asking us to swim a river to get his wisdom. Just be there to receive it. That's all God asks us to do. It's just come and get it. Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. We may have to knock, but God won't make us wait on. No. Because why? Because he's a generous giver. The Bible tells us that. God's a liberal giver. I mean, he gives generously. Uh, and wisdom, he's happy. All you want, because they ain't going to take any from him and, and leave him with any less than he had to start with. All you want, God will give it. I mean, he's, he's the source of wisdom, and he's a generous giver. But what do we expect to receive if we come to God for wisdom? I mean, really, what do we expect to receive? Look at verse 35. For, though, for whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. So you find life and favor. 1 John 5, 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. I had verse 12 there too, and it's not on my page. Let me turn over and get that real quick. That God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. In 1 John 5, 12, it said, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. So what do we get when we come and asking God for wisdom? He, he gives us life, first of all. I mean, when we come to receive Christ, and we receive Christ as our Savior, when we get Him, we get the wisdom of God. We're Him. It's a total package. The Holy Spirit moves in. He lives in us. And he has the wisdom of God, and he teaches us the wisdom of God when we study the Scripture. He reveals those things to us. He brings those things to our memory. Whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain the favor of the Lord. The favor of the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 1-3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. 
you've ever spent any, much time on a river, you know them ones right down by the water, man. Them roots are strong. They got big old roots sticking down in the water, and the leaves are big and broad and thick and lush. And, 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 and man, you talk, and talk about putting off fruit. I mean, listen, they got all the nutrients they could ever want. And that's what God's saying. If you want to be a strong believer, if you want to be blessed, if you want God's favor, if you want somebody to look at your life and say, wow, God is really blessing that person. Well, God says, come to me and, and, and get rid of your own wisdom and your own reason and your own understanding and come and say, Lord, I'm empty. I'm as dry as a bone. Fill me. Give me what, what you want me to have. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. As Francis Francis Havergill said, we, we're to give ourselves to God unapologetically uh, and, and unashamed. Lord, here I am. Take me and do something with me. All I am is yours. That's what God wants. And God promises that. He said we'll be blessed. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have joy and happiness because, you know what, we're in his will. And God is leading us. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. God's not going to cause the man or the woman, they're going to choose the right path if they're walking in God's wisdom. Well, then we come to the last verse, which is, which is not the best. But it talks about the doom that's waiting for all those that reject God's wisdom. Verse 36 says, He that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. This world, this society, and this culture today is obsessed with death. I mean, we just got through Halloween. Halloween is nothing but death. It's all about death. It's celebrating death. And so many Christians participate. They think there's nothing wrong with it. We've always done this stuff. It's just tradition. But it's still evil. And it's associated with evil. Can't tell you how many children probably died just the other night sacrificed by Satanists. And we celebrate. Oh, I say we. I don't. I don't think you do either. Some in here might, but I don't know. But you know what? Anybody who's listening to me, they, they, these people listening to me does it, and they think there's nothing wrong with it. And they say, oh, preacher, you just, you're just out there. I'm out, I am out there. You know what? I'm out there where God's at. That's where I'm at. I'm out there with God, outside the camp, outside the wall where nobody wants to be, out there with the outcast. Yes, I am. I'm out there with Jesus, and Jesus don't worship the devil. And Jesus, oh, listen, Jesus don't teach me to teach my kids to allow that garbage into their life and to get caught up and sucked up into witchcraft and all that garbage. He doesn't teach me that it's okay. Those things are okay. They're not okay. They've never been okay. It weren't for Halloween. I mean, listen, God used Halloween to show me I needed to get saved for crying out loud. How am I going to love on it now? <clears throat> but like I said, this world is obsessed with death. The music code, the music's obsessed with death. Movies are obsessed with death. Video games are obsessed with death. Clothing is obsessed with death. Jewelry is obsessed with death. Skulls on all kinds of things. I was here a while back, not too many years ago, there was skulls everywhere. Everybody was skulls on baby clothes. They're still probably putting skulls on baby clothes. This culture is obsessed with it. Now, why is that? I mean, listen, I mean, just look at this collection. I mean, you got, you got, 
you got the left screaming about to pop their eyeballs out because they want to kill babies, and they're afraid they're going to lose their right to kill babies. I mean, they want more dead babies. They want more blood. They want more body parts. They want to sacrifice them. They want to, they want to worship the devil and, and drink the blood. They want to do all that, all this stuff. And I know that's terrible, and I couldn't talk about it. But it's real. And it's real evil exists in our world today because Christians have not got any grit anymore about them, and the devil ain't scared of nothing. And it's sad. It's sad as sad can be. But that's the reality. That's the world we live in, and that's why we're sitting here shaking our heads at the country we live in because the devil is in full array and ain't nobody doing much to scare him. All they that hate me love death. Again, it's, it's whole election. We see people that just, they're absolutely God haters. They hate everything about God. We know they do. They're liars. And, 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 and again, this country's voting for them. Why? It's the judgment of God. That's why. These people re- refuse the wisdom of God, and they're going to ruin themselves. And you know what? Wisdom ain't about to stand in their way either. Since they didn't want to hear it to start with, wisdom ain't going to stop them. Go right on ahead. You, you understand? They commit an enormous crime because they sin against wisdom. They throw it right out. They rebel against the light. They don't want it. They love darkness because their deeds are evil, God says. So they hate the light. They fight wisdom. They fight it in its plans. They, they try their best to dismantle any good thing that comes along. They want to fight against it. I, I, listen, they, they, they want to fight against the preacher that stands on the corner and tries to proclaim the grace of God. They want to shut down the people that try to feed the homeless in the streets unless they're coming through the government cycle to do it. Listen, anything that anybody wants to do that's godly, they want to shut that down. Why? Because they're fighting the wisdom of God. They're fighting anything that's good. They, they, they shout down. They try, they try their best to shout down anything that's fruitful, anything that's righteous. They refuse Christ. They despise his authority. They mock his sacrifice. They choose the darkness. Not only do they choose it, but they romance it. They romance it. I know people, listen, I know people that I love and care about that love and romance dark things that scare me to death. I mean, they love it if it's dark. They love it if it's witchy. They love it if it's, if it's got something to do with, uh, again, uh, things that are, that are dark, and, and it scares me to death for them. And they don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I know people, listen, I know preacher's sons. I used to work with a preacher's son that told me how him and his dad both loved Harry Potter. And I thought, I wouldn't sit under your daddy for one second. Your daddy ain't got a bit of sense in his brain. This world is worse than Satan in the cave and see it. I know that sounds a strong statement, but it's the truth. And you know what? God's people need to wake up and come out from the moment. Choose wisdom and not the darkness. Choose the light, not the darkness. Choose God and not the devil. Get out of it now. God says, come out from the moment. Be a separate. Touch not the unclean thing, and I'll be a father unto you. That's what God says. He said, listen to me. Hear me. I'm crying out. Please. They hate the author of life. 
creator of beauty. And they hate the source of goodness. So all they have left to love is death, ugliness, and evil. And love it, they do. They say you can tell a lot about the man by by the company he keeps. My question tonight to all of us and everybody out listening to us is, where have you been spending your time? Who have you been spending your time with? What have you been spending your time doing? We need to all look at ourselves. It's not our job to look at everybody else. It's our job to look at ourselves. And when we look at ourselves, are there changes we need to make? I dare say there's probably changes all of us could make that would benefit us in our walk with God and probably in our relationships with others. And we ought, to, we ought to go to God and seek his wisdom in, in, in making those changes in our life, whether they be major or whether they be subtle. Because, listen, everything we do impacts everybody else we touch. And we need the wisdom of God so we do it right, so that we're profitable for him and we make a good impact. And, and, the, and the legacy that we leave down here is not one of destruction or confusion. We want to live one of godliness for the next generation coming up behind us. Let's stand together. All right.